You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I wanted to start off, you guys can all take a seat. You guys are cleared. Jared, do you want to stay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to start off, I don't want to waste too much of my time, but um, I wanted to start off with a story. At Awaken Conference, uh, my wife and I, like Pastor Michael said, we ran the kids, and, and I just want to share a story with you. Um, we were teaching the kids how to get engaged, and we were telling them, like, how are some ways that you could shout down a preacher? And so we were, we were uh, Mr. Christian, who was in the video, and my friend Chris from East Lake Campus, we were giving them examples. So you can easily say amen to something. You can give a hallelujah. You can stand up and clap. And we were kind of going through some of that stuff. But I had one. Yeah, you could drop it like it's hot. I had one where we would raise it. And so I told the kids to grab the mic, and I said, all right, listen, if you hear something that's really, really good, and it just hits you, you can holler out, preach. But... You got to raise your finger up. Sorry for this bar, but you got to put your finger up in the air and you got to say preach. And so I'm telling you guys today, if you guys hear something that resonates with you, shout me down, give me a preach because God's going to speak a word out through this message. Um, And I want you guys to reach up and grab that. So uh, what's funny was as we kind of moved in with that, Rex Crane came in to preach on Saturday and that actually stuck. Rex Crane was preaching and prophesying. And as he said something, I don't know what he said, but there was a little finger that went up in the back and it was a little girl and she said, preach. And Rex Crane stopped everything. And he said, you know what kind of church these kids are being raised in when they shout down a preacher with a preach. And so um, I'm excited. Preach. On that note, um, the way I could transition into this is there was a little boy. I didn't know who he was because he's on the other side of the room. We had 130 kids in that room. Uh, he was face down, but he said, shame the devil. So that was his, his thing all conference. He was, shame the devil. And so I'm going to use that to transition to my message today. Uh, I am going to talk about the enemy. I am going to talk about the devil because a lot of churches don't. Uh, I'm going to talk about spiritual warfare today. So um, we're going to dive into it. It's going to be good. Um, but with that, we are going to shame the devil. So if I, I, I just want to, I'm speaking to people right now, maybe in their flesh, that if you get stirred up because I'm speaking about the devil, I'm not glorifying him, the demonic, or the dark forces. I'm simply just pulling the veil behind, and we're just going to expose some things today. Um, so for me, what's funny is the series we're in, um, this is the exact quote God would use to me. So God was calling me out of the world years ago, and, and he he put giftings and talents and callings on my life in the world, but he, I felt he was calling me to use them in the church then to disperse it out. And so like the leadership I had running football teams and uh, on the football field and on the baseball diamond, I was absolutely doing that stuff. I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, I played you know, high school football. I played, uh, I actually got drafted to the Texas Rangers, so I was pursuing a, a baseball career. Played semi-pro football and all the leadership qualities and skills that I've learned I felt like God was doing that for a season to bring me into here. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy, uh, before we merge, I'm going to enjoy this right now uh, as I engage with you guys. But the series that we're in, if you guys don't know, it's a series called That'll Preach, right? It's a series that we, uh, we, we kind of talk about things in the culture and how the enemy uses it. But in reality, there's a biblical purpose or a meaning, or it'll make a voice inside of you 
say, that'll preach. And so that's, the Holy Spirit would do that for me. He would actually, uh, friends would come along and I would hear conversations going on and how the problem was solved. And I would say, man, that'll preach a message one day. I would sit there and I would look out at the mountaintops and the sunrises, sunsets, and to see God's beauty. And with that, God would give me a verse, you know, and, uh, and then I would see like a bird, I would see a dove. And a lot of people were like, oh, the universe is sending me a sign. That's not how I seen it. I seen it as the one and true living God, my best friend, my father, uh, the one who died and rose again for me is letting me know his presence. And so uh, to quickly just give you that example uh, in the Bible, in Exodus 19, and it's not a scripture, this is just a, uh, I'm just going off on this. Exodus 19, God spoke to Moses on the mountain through thunder, like in thunder. In John 12, later on, Jesus is describing that a voice came from heaven and the crowd that was around heard it as thunder. Okay, if you're not seeing that, um, there's a funny example, and I'm going to keep it together, but in Numbers 22, Balaam had his donkey speak to him. Um, so if you're not listening to what God is doing in the, in the just everyday things, he might use your donkey if you guys have a donkey. I don't know. Actually, maybe you guys do have a donkey. The Pereno family, they, I don't know, they might have a donkey somewhere. Uh, or I could prophesy something over the Wyatts living in Ramona, you guys get a donkey, but uh, you guys hear from the Lord, so that's great. So I say that to just explain that God is speaking at all times. It's just a matter of if you're listening, right? And so I want you guys to understand that, but um, the clip I'm going to use that I'm just going to launch me into my message is from one of my favorite movies, um, Remember the Titans. So with this clip, I'm going to have a lot of football analogies, or I'm going to talk about football uh, but I'm going to describe something before. So you guys know when you guys go to Disneyland and about to go on the Buzz Lightyear, they give you these glasses, right? I'm going to give you guys a lens to watch this video clip really quick. Before we start it, I want you to understand this is in the context of spiritual warfare. Um, obviously, there's an opponent on the other side. Uh, we know our, our opponent is the devil and his demonic force, the kingdom of darkness. Um, I want you to, that there's a lot of resemblance here. So we, the people are in white, white uniform. You guys can get that one later. Uh, the helmets are crimson, crimson's the color of blood. I won't go any further on that, so check that out. Uh, the zebras that we would call them, the, the referees, I want you guys to see them as the lens of life, just how life is. Um, obviously the head coach for the opposing team is, man, thank you, David. All right, the devil, <laughs> Satan himself. So we are gonna roll the clip real quick and I'll get right back to you. Hey, Mr. Fisher. Mr. Fisher, can I talk to you for a second? Back off, coach, if you want to stay in this game. I've got holding on 78 white. What are you? Are you trying to cheat my boys out the game? 15 more yards. Listen, let them play, ref. Let them play. Reasonable. Let them play. Let the boys play. Cheetah. Coach, come on. Cheetah. Coach. Go, 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 go! Oh, come on! What was that? Oh. What are you trying? That wasn't a hold? Oh, come on! That was such a bad call! Hey, 
I know all about it, Titus. What are you talking about, Bill? You call this game fair, or I'll go to the papers. I don't care if I go down with you. But before God, I swear I'll see every last one of you thrown in jail. You dig your own grave. Defense! On me! Okay, Petey, don't you drift to the strong side. Coach, they're calling a holding penalty on me every time. Did I ask for your excuses? You want to act like a star? You better give me a star effort, do you hear me? Forget about him! Alan! You're in! Come on! All right. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. yourself comfortable down there. Real comfortable. for you, Coach. All right, baby. All right. <laughs> you brought us here, Coach. Yeah. Run it up, Herman. Leave no doubt. Now that'll preach. That is good. So um, the title of my message today is Not Another Yard. Um, so here's the thing. When I said I'm going to talk about the enemy, I feel... And I felt like God had put it on my heart this last week as I prepared this message that there is a very large group of people in here that feel that they've been oppressed by life, by the demonic, that they have been um, what we call on the football field, dog walked up and down the field. I've never been on that end. I've always been on championship teams. We've always dog walked the other team. But I'm saying to you guys, like, that's probably how you guys feel with life, with circumstances. Um, I will e cut back and forth and explain some of uh, the parallels between that and spiritual warfare, but this wasn't in my message, but as well, I was watching that, like I hear the sound, um, spiritual warfare is violent. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, spiritual warfare is violent. And if you go to a, obviously you don't go to another church, but like if you were at another church that didn't preach this stuff, it was all kumbaya and if the Lord wills it type of stuff. That is not what's in this Bible. So um, talking about that, let me see uh, where we're at. I'm gonna, the, the main scripture of the basis of my message is Ephesians 6.12. Uh, Ephesians 6.12 says, we do, For we do not wrestle between flesh and blood, but principalities against powers and against rulers of the darkness of this age, uh, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now that's in the New King James Version. And I want you to highlight or see in your Bibles um, that it's not flesh and blood, but there's principalities, powers, and rulers. We, don't, we won't go into the spiritual host because that's the demonic realm. Obviously, it all is demonic when it comes to that. 
But let's read that in the Passion Translation. Uh, there's a couple of things I want you to get in this Passion Translation. Um, I needed the word broken down for dumb, if you will. Like, I didn't grow up, I didn't go to seminary and all that stuff and breaking it down, but I needed it in my language. So this passion just brings out the passion in it and really describes some of the things here. So it says, your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. And I'm going to stop right there for a second. The battle you're having at home with your parents, with your spouse, with your husband, your wife, it's not her, it's not him, it's not them. It's a demonic force behind that. So understand that. Um, Going a little bit bigger, the battle is not between Democrats and Republicans. It's a demonic principality and ruler that is speaking over a political party, over some candidates, that that's where the struggle is. So when you guys could recognize that, it it makes it so much easier. It's easier to show and pour grace out when you know X, Y, Z is not the problem. You get it? So going into that, um, again, I had to break that down. So I break it down into the Greek. That's kind of how I do my word study. Scott, I'm glad you do that, and I'm pretty sure a ton of us do that. But... The word principality, if I was out in the parking lot, I put my arm around your shoulder and I say, hey, bro, what's, what's a principality? I mean, you probably come up with a pretty good answer, but I'm going to go to the original source, which is the Greek. That word is arche, right? It's the leader or for, first place ruler of angels or demons. So it's a champion. It's almost like a Goliath, right? Um, so that's a principality. There's principalities that overtake cities, overcome Uh, I will say even in political parties, when they win an election or still an election, whatever the case that may be, that is a force that that rules it. That'll preach. That's right. Um, The next one, and this is where I'm going to spend a couple minutes on, is powers. This word is excusia. Um, The definition here, there's there's a couple definitions, but the simple one is a physical power. And sometimes we just stop right there. Or it's a mental power. So there's two legs to this. Uh, This is the power of choice. Now listen to this. The power to submit your will under the influence or when one makes you obey its its commandments. Now, simply adding, this is what it is. It's you adding your amen underneath a power, a mindset. And so the Bible talks about us being the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. So why are we submitting under anything outside of Christ Jesus? I just wanted to ask you guys that. Now, for the two legs of the physical power and the mental power. The physical power, uh, I just want to give some examples that I can quickly just talk about. I don't want to spend too much time, but um, this right here could be something as deep and dark as night terrors. Okay? You guys feel that presence. Uh, a sleep paralysis. Man, this happened to me growing up a whole lot. Uh, I, would, I would be in bed, and I would feel this darkness, and I was paralyzed, and I couldn't move, and and. All I could do is clench my teeth together and breathe out the words Jesus and it would leave. That right there is a physical power that's over us. Uh, obviously, if anyone gets physical with you, that's, that's a manifestation of that. Um, but a physical sickness. We're in this day age of, of a disease, COVID, and sometimes we feel things. And I just want to let you guys know that is not the Lord sending you guys a sickness. He's not sending you a message. This right here is a physical power from Ephesians 6. That the, Lord, that, that, the, that the Lord of the dark world is sending your way. Are you going to amen that? Are you going to amen underneath that and say, uh, I have this and take ownership of this? Or maybe, maybe here's another thing is, I was born this way. Are you under that or are you born again? 
Okay, so going into the mental power, this is more of my testimony. Um, depression, anxiety, feeling unworthy, suicidal thoughts and tendencies, that was me, or like unexplained sadness and grief, just for random, just crying. You're just all over the place. Your hair is falling out in the shower. You're, you're biting your nails, just all this stuff. This is a mental power that I felt the Lord told me to reveal and pull back the curtain of the enemy over this group. Like, I want you guys to understand that if you guys are struggling with any of those things that I mentioned, like, we're breaking those off. We're getting some freedom today. Um, so going into rulers really quick in the Greek, I'm not going to say that word. I actually didn't put it in here because I can't pronounce it, but it's the Lord of this world. It's the prince of this age, devil demons, right? So it's just what's happening. You guys getting now that there's a dark force coming after you, right? I do want to say there's not a demon under every rock. You know, if, if you ran out of gas, this week I ran out of gas, it's not the devil doing that. I'm just going to stop right there, right? Preach. So my, my first point, did I, did I say that? My first point is identify your enemy, okay? Identify your enemy. Let's see if you're dealing with a principality. Let's see if you're dealing with rulers, right, with mindsets, with mind struggles, just whatever it is. Let's see if you're dealing with a power. Or let me propose to you, are you dealing with your flesh, right? You can't crucify a demon, and you can't cast out the flesh. I'm going to say that because some of you guys didn't get that, and you guys need to chew on that. But you cannot crucify a demon and you can't cast out your flesh. Know who your enemy is, right? You don't want to, like, if, you're, if you have a sickness, that's fine to understand that there's a demonic force behind that. But if you're dealing with your flesh, lack of self-control, patience, kindness, you are grabbing your sword, and you're trying to say, in the name of Jesus, and you're throwing your sword around when the Bible talks specifically about your flesh, the fruit of the Spirit. So you got to understand who you're dealing with here. So Galatians 5.16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. And these oppose each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Simply stating that you are not how you feel. If you feel depressed, that is not who you are. If you feel unworthy, if you feel unseen, that is not who you guys are. Uh, being on the unseen, now this isn't in my, my original notes, but I feel the Lord saying this, that there's, there's people here that feel like they could come in and come out and that this isn't your house yet. You feel like you don't dress a certain way. You, don't, you can't pray and prophesy like some of the leaders here. But the Bible actually talks about you guys being living stones. And my grandpa has a house that has these stones that were placed up and they were set in cement. He also has brick. We don't need a bunch of bricks in here. You guys are a living stone. You guys are shaped a certain way to fit right next to the next leader and to fit into this ministry and to, and to be at this campus. So like that lie of the enemy that you are not like other people. Uh, I think Jesus would amen that and say, yeah, there's a purpose behind that because you fit here. So um, just, I, I just want to speak against that. Um, if you go down a little bit to five, um, 
to verse 24. And it says, uh, And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh, not a demon, uh, with its passions and desires, right? If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So understanding your enemy and then seeing if it's your flesh. And simply if it's your flesh, my number two point is shut the flesh up. Some of you guys is like hair stood up on the back of your neck because you guys are living in your flesh thinking I said something I didn't when really all I'm talking about is Bible. I'm simply speaking Bible. Shut the flesh up. That'll preach. All right. That's my second point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some, some points pretty quick, but uh, in, that, in that video that we've seen, we've seen Coach Taos. He was watching what was happening. He was silent. He was watching Coach Boone lose everything, and, and, and I, I, I do want to say, did you guys notice his daughter in the, in the stands? Your kids feel it when you go through spiritual warfare, and you don't take authority. When you don't go out and do what God has called you to do, your children are affected. Chew on that for a second. My third point, once you identify who the enemy is, right, whoever you're dealing with, and you shut the flesh up and make sure you're not dealing with the flesh, but you're dealing with a demonic force, is to call out the enemy. You guys seen when, uh, when Coach Taos just said timeout. I'm going out there, and he went up to what I said would be life, the unfair circumstances, the things coming against you. Uh, every time you get back up and, and life throws another hook at you, and all, all of a sudden, I feel flu symptoms or COVID symptoms, and you're like, okay, fine, I'm going to press through that. And then before you do that, someone loses their job or the economy shuts down. Like, life does that to us. Get over it. We are victorious. We will pursue. We know the end of the story. Obviously, we know the end of the story. And we can, we can shame the devil. We can let him know what the end of the story is. So calling out the enemy. Um, Jesus, I'm giving you examples here. Jesus spoke directly to situations, right? Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves, right? He, spe- he spoke to a deaf and dumb spirit. He didn't speak to the person. He spoke to what was behind that, Right? Uh, He spoke to Peter's mother-in-law's fever. Fever leave, right? Uh, He spoke to Legion to go into the swine. He spoke to a fig tree. He spoke to Lazarus. And on that, I wanted to say that Jesus didn't speak these vague things. Love is love. Right? He He didn't speak these things because when he spoke to Lazarus, he spoke a direct word. I believe if he didn't say, Lazarus, come forth, and if he said, come forth, everybody that was in a tomb nearby would have rose up and came out like stumbling out to the king of kings. But he spoke a direct word. And you know what I love about Bertier? He's a, he, I believe he was a middle, uh, a strong side backer, or he was the left side. If you guys watch the movie, he said left side. He was a middle backer that walked up to Satan, the head coach, and he pointed him out and he called him out. And with that, he absolutely called out the enemy, and he knew things are going to change in that moment. So uh, the, my, my next point um, here is to unite. The fourth point is to unite. How do we unite? Let me break down the video real quick to show you guys. Coach Taos pulled them all together. He started to unify the team. Uh, he goes to Petey who, if you guys know Petey, he is very proud. He is like, I'm the number one. I'm get, he said in the beginning of the movie, he's like, I'm getting 1,000 yards this year. He ended up getting sent over to defense. Like, um, that scene alone, just that little part with Petey, 
will preach. And I actually heard, I think Jake was like, mm, that, that little part. So Petey, he's proud. Petey is all about status. He's all about being in the front row and that's my seat and he's all this. And when coach comes to him, he gives him an excuse. And I just wanted to ask you guys, has any leaders in this church, has maybe a pastor, your connect group leader, your merge captain, somebody at Women's Prayer asked you to do something for this house? Are you like Petey giving an excuse? Or are you like the Allen with the clean jersey that just gets called in to take that? There's something there that'll preach. So how do we unify in this church, in this house? What's some practical steps that we could take? Um, number one, get planted. If you have been here several times, we like to say you're here the second time, you're family now, but let's really get planted. Let's put our roots down. Um, start getting involved in a connect group. Connect group leaders all throughout our county, different kinds. We're actually raising up new connect group leaders. So like if you desire to do that, that's something that we want to have you flourish in. Get to emerge, get to cherish. Don't make an excuse. Don't be a Petey. Morning prayer. Man, don't be a Petey. Don't be a Petey. My life changed at a morning prayer. I believe when we when we started this East Campus, you guys were in Japan, uh, but there was, what, five of us at the very first prayer meeting. Daniel, it was uh, Jake, myself, Gabe, Jared. Could have been one other. Tyler, maybe. Scott. We were there from the beginning. I'm telling you, your life changes. Don't be a Petey and, and don't stay in bed. Don't give an excuse. Come to morning prayer. I, Peter, my, one of my best friends here. Peter has to be at work at a certain time. But you know what? He shows up and he leaves early, but he's faithful in being here. I'm telling you, get rid of the Petey excuses. Like if you have to be at work, get there. Um, Wednesday night services. Start unifying there. Come here this Wednesday. And let me give you a little caveat. Pastor Rex Crane is absolutely amazing, but Jesus is better. Come here to unify under the spirit and you'll get something. Uh, here's another one, something I'm doing right now, stepping out in uncomfortable. I'm actually not uncomfortable right now. It's, it's cool, but um, stepping out to be uncomfortable with this family. See, you guys will open up over a campfire or a beer or some wine or some food with your family, but you won't do it here with this family. Unify, come together. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is just don't dabble with Jesus. Don't dabble with him. He's not a little G God. And if you guys are posting all over Facebook, Jesus, my God, with a little G, do something about that. He's a big G. He's not a little G. He's my G. And so I just wanted to let you guys know uh, uh, the last two things real quick. The fifth point is just take authority. Take authority. The coach did that. He did that. Don't be a, thermo uh, don't be a thermometer. Don't check the room temperature. Be a thermostat. Come in here. Come up to the front. Lift your hands up. Be bold. Get some prayer. Get some ministry time right? It's doing that. Luke 10, 19, God says that he has given us authority to, to tread on serpents and scorpions, right? And all the works of the enemy. And all actually it says, and all the power 
of the enemy. What's that power? That excusia. That's that mental stuff you guys are going through. That's that physical stuff you guys are going through. My last point as I wrap this thing up is take background. Title my message, not another yard. Don't let the enemy take anything else from you because now you guys have his playbook. You guys have the end story. You guys understand that it's a battle and now we're gonna get some freedom. So we overcome the devil by walking in freedom. We share our testimony, testimony and be bold in Christ. Let's do that. Let's worship unashamed. Let's love people. Let's forgive people. Let's show grace. And this one I'm excited about. Let's heal the sick. Let's open the eyes of the blind. Let's open deaf ears and let's raise the dead in East Campus. I'm super excited. Somebody shout down Jesus and give him sh shame the devil right now. So right now, I do want to have the ministry team ready. Um, but I want you guys all to close your eyes real quick. And here's something very simple we can do. I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit, God, what are you saying right now? What are you saying in this message? Reveal to me where either a principality, a power, a ruler is coming against me or my family. Lord, you are faithful. You will speak to these people. They're your people. You love them. You died for them to have a relationship. So for the first group of people, if there's anybody here that maybe has heard a different gospel, somebody that thinks that you have to work to get to heaven, that is spiritual warfare. They're trying to keep you from the grace of God. And I want you guys to understand that Jesus poured out his blood. He went to the grave. He rose again so that you could live in eternity with him. If Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, I simply just want you to lift your hand really quick. We're not doing nothing else besides saying, Jesus, I want you. Now for some homework for all of us since we're all going to heaven. I want you guys to confess before you leave this sanctuary, before you leave this church, confess to somebody that Jesus is Lord. Because Romans says that if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Don't let your whole life go by without professing that Jesus is Lord over your life. Since we're all on the same team and we're taking ground, we understand what it is. We're going to go win a championship, but the second group of people are those that the Holy Spirit is speaking to right now in this moment. That you have been dog walked up and down this field of life and, and you're struggling right now. You're struggling with night terrors, with nightmares. The enemy speaking to you. Maybe you can't even hear any voices but the enemy. We're in a battle and we're going to break some of those things off. Um, Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now for these people. Holy Spirit, that you are speaking to every single heart right now, that you're bringing freedom, that you're revealing to them, you're pulling back the curtain and showing them salvation, that today is the a, is a day that we walk out our salvation. It's the day that we are empowered by your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that people are rising up, ready right now to receive some ministry. 
Lord, I thank you for the breaking of chains, the kicking down of walls, the splitting of seas over the lives of people right now. I speak into marriages right now that you guys are fruitful, that you guys will multiply. Lord God, I thank you right now that they will have a fruitful marriage, an example of you, Jesus, and the church. Lord, I come against suicidal thoughts and, and not feeling worthy right now, Jesus, that you reveal those and have them come forward and receive some ministry time. Lord, I thank you that every shackle that the enemy is holding these people captive right now, that we will shame the devil in this moment, that we will walk out our freedom, that, Lord, that you are bringing them to the promised land. No longer will there be thorns and thistles that we walk through on the path, but there will be a dry path leading us into the land flowing with milk and honey. Lord God, I thank you for this day, for this opportunity, that lives would be changed, that they understand the spiritual battle that they're in. But Lord, that you would put the spirit of power on them right now. Come against the flesh, keeping them in their seats, Jesus. And thank you right now that you're doing something new. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.